welcome back to another episode of The Many Entrepreneur. My name's Sina, and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. In this special episode, I spoke with Shivani Powell, the host of Millennial Mind, a leading podcast discussing all things mindset and growth for young people. She has amassed thousands of followers on Instagram and subscribers to her podcast to have taken the leap now to quit her job and do it full-time. Remarkable. We talked about, from chatting to various guests on her podcast, what is the biggest self-development and mindset challenge young people face today? How she mentally managed different things while working full-time and does she recommend side hustles? And also the difficulty of being present when managing the growth of a job as well as a side hustle and whether she believes side hustles are actually being glamorized in today's world. I absolutely love talking to Shivani, so I know you guys will absolutely love it too. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey Shivani, how are you? Hey Sina, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. It's such a pleasure having you on the podcast. And I think it's like a pretty momentous moment because obviously like the millennial entrepreneur meets the millennial mind. It's like one of these things that we're in a very similar niche, tackling like very different problems. So I'm very happy to get you on. And your journey and your podcast is all about young people's mindset, right? So how long have you been doing that? So I guess the story started when I I never anticipated to be a podcaster, by the way. I just didn't. It wasn't a category I always wanted to go in. And I guess the, do you want the long story or the short story? We'll do the, we'll do the long, long story. Okay. So a couple of years ago, my mum told me my auntie was coming to visit from New York and I hadn't met her once when I was a kid. I didn't really know who she was. And she was doing a book tour in London. So my mum was like, why don't you just come for lunch? And I was like, okay, fine, I'll come along if I have to, whatever. I met this woman who's Rashma Sojani, who's the founder of Girls Who Code. And she just took my breath away. She was super strong, really inspiring. You know, just when someone has a really strong presence and they like own the room. So I was like really intrigued by her. I was like, wow, I've never really seen a lot of Indian women like this. Because I think in our communities, there's not a lot of Indian women who are running their own businesses, who are, you know, um, tackling social issues and Rashma was doing just those things and just from that lunch with her she then said why don't you come this evening to my book launch and I was like okay fine so I went and met all these incredible journalists and all of the incredible entrepreneurs and I was like wow this is pretty amazing coincidentally that summer we were going to New York and that's where she lives and I asked if I could shadow her for a day and when I went to go and shadow her one of the things that she was doing was recording a podcast now reflecting on that And in the evening when we went for dinner, I said to her, you know, I really love the way you were coming across in that. And I feel like I have so many opinions to give and I'm so interested in so many issues. And I'm always the kind of girl that when you meet them at a party, I'll be in the corner having a deep chat with you until 3 a.m. Like that's just always been me. (laughs) And so I I think we're all like that. Right. And I was like, (laughs) I think think we're all like that. Yeah. I'm like never the one who's partying. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like having deep chats with everyone. Anyway. And I said to her, you know, I feel like there's so much I want to say. And she said, you should start one. And I said, well, well, what am I going to talk about? And I sat there that evening trying to figure out all these things I wanted to say. And my brother was actually really sweet and was like, you should do it. And my brother's not really that kind of guy. He is not really like, yeah, you should go for everything. He was like, yeah, I really think you should do it. It'd be good came back to the UK and I started reflecting. So I was like, what do I want to speak about? Now, growing up as a British South Asian girl in the UK, I faced a lot of challenges. And initially my podcast was going to be called The Indian Problem because I wanted to list all the problems that we were having. And then as I was telling people about it, they were like, that's really negative. And to be honest, I love my culture and I love this balance that I have. And so I was like, okay, not that. There was also a lot of things I wanted to talk about outside of my culture. And so, you know, a lot of my ideas come to me when I'm walking or running. And I remember one day I was on a run 
and I kept thinking like, what do I want to talk about? And I just thought millennial of the word. And then I was like, what can I rhyme it with? And I just thought of a millennial mind. And then from then on, I reached out to my friend and he had a cousin who was an author and she was an incredible entrepreneur herself. Her name's Mira Manik. And I said, can you introduce me to her? And I called her and she said, yeah, this, this is a great idea. So I spoke to her and then there was a model, Candice, um, who had written this article about the truth of modeling. And I saw on Instagram and I reached out to her and she said, yes. So I was like, wow, okay. These two, these two people with quite a big following at the time, like Candice had over a hundred thousand, Mira Manik had over 60,000. I was like, they're saying yes to be, being on my podcast. Okay. Okay, cool. Maybe I should do it. I then went to her house with like a little camera, placed it on top of a pile of books, thinking I was going to have like a whole Tom Billy style production. And then we went from there and I recorded both Mira and Candice in January. And I sat on the episodes for six months. I didn't do anything. I didn't do any, like anything. And it was only when I was in lockdown and I was telling people, I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do this podcast. And it was actually this guy who was like, you always say you're going to do it and you never do it. So I don't even believe you that you're going to do it. That one evening I was like, right, I'm actually going to do it. I went onto Canva. I made my photo in about three minutes, which actually is quite nice. If I'm honest, I can't believe I found the right template for that. <laughs> like my cover photo. And then, yeah, I started to release them. And, you know, here we are two, two years later. And yeah, I'm not on episode 102 or three like you. I haven't, I wasn't consistent enough. I released season by season, but yeah, yeah it's been a great it's journey. A easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it like... really was doing doing this level of consistency is not is yeah it's it's, it's, it's very difficult to maintain yeah yeah especially if like people cancel as well you have to like fill it in with a solo episode yeah and, yeah there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't realize um because a lot of people like oh yeah i've got this like last minute meeting i can't come sorry right. if i'm I'm flying like all these mm -hmm. type of excuses but why did you sit on the episodes for six months why did you do that you know what i think when you record something it's great and unless you release it within the next week you then start to feel like the fear and the panic. What will everyone say? Oh my God, it wasn't that good. Oh, I wish I covered this. And I was like, you know what? No one knows I'm going to do a podcast really. Only like my close friends knew. And so I was like, well, I don't need to do it right now. And there's an excuse after excuse after excuse. Okay, well, this is coming the way or this is coming the way. And I don't need to do this at this particular moment in time. And I think I just made excuses for so long until the point where someone had pushed me and said, you're never going to do it. But I was like, I have to do it now. So that was like a big thing. Whereas like, I guess you didn't want to put them out there in case of what other people thought. Right. Was, it, was it that? Yeah, definitely. It was like the pressure of putting out a podcast, doing something completely new. You know, I'd never done this before. I'd never, I've always loved public speaking, always. But I also never practiced it for so long. Because when I mean I always loved public speaking, I mean, I would always in school, ask my head teacher if I could read something in assembly and it would always be an inspirational story but since then I didn't really have any practice with public speaking so for me this was really something new and to do a podcast and do it you know with completely by yourself because at the time I was obviously and I'm still doing this now researching recording editing putting it all out there and it was a lot of work and I think you don't really realize the amount of work that goes into it like you said it's also the mental capacity that goes into kind of finding the topics that are really going to resonate with people too and how you can really help them. And I think what's, and I talked about this actually yesterday on my Instagram, what's really sad for me at the moment is so many people are doing things just to go viral. They're not doing things to provide value. How is this going to help someone else? How is this going to improve someone's life? How is this going to help someone get out of the situation? And the real purpose of the podcast, if I'm truly honest, is 
The moment you feel inspired is the moment I think you make a change and the moment you feel happiest. Like when I feel inspired by someone, I feel incredibly happy. And so my podcast is there to provide inspiration and a toolkit for whatever problem you're facing, whatever industry you're in, whatever kind of, you know, um, category you kind of want to focus on. I hope that I can provide a guest that will not only tell you about how they're struggling and so that you don't feel alone, but also how did they get out of it? And so how can they help you? And I guess that's really kind of like the purpose of it. Yeah, I think this is the thing, as you just said, it's very prevalent of, given the the level of like data and tools we have at our, our, our fingertips now, it's like quantitative information and data is very easy and very accessible. Yes. But, and so people like strive for like the increase in followers, the increase in views, increase in all mm-hmm. of this stuff. However, I would argue I get more sort of value and fulfillment from someone DMing me being like, I love this episode. That's one person, by the way. That's one one individual or even me having a conversation with someone like you feeling deeply inspired afterwards. That means far more to me. But I feel like that qualitative sort of injection is just missed. It's not really like thought about at all. Yeah. And I think it's easy to get caught up in the numbers as well. You know, I spoke about this yesterday. Social media is filled with creators being like, I grew my TikTok account from 5,000 to 5 million and I'm going to show you how. And I've done it with three different accounts and here's exactly how I've done it. And this is the tools and methodology to make you go viral. Why do you want to go viral? Like, why do you want more followers? Why do you want this engagement? What is the reason? Is it for fame? Is it for power? Is it for clout? Like, what is the reason you want it? Because I genuinely think that if you're striving to just make results quickly, and this is a problem with our generation as well, we've grown up with instant gratification. You wanna watch a movie, go on Netflix, no ads, like nothing. You wanna eat food, I can make food in like one minute now. I can literally warm up a bowl bowl, like bowl, is that's what it's called, like a like a ready meal. And it's healthy, it's got my five a day, it's, it's easy, it's done in three minutes. Right. And I think like our generation is constantly fueled by this notion that you can achieve everything quickly. And the problem is you can't. You can't achieve deep, meaningful relationships. You cannot achieve happiness in an instant. And going viral will make you happy for like one day. And then the next day you're going to be like, well, I want to go viral again. And I think for me, when I that I had a video that reached now like 5.5 million views on TikTok, sorry, on Instagram. And everyone was like, you should keep focusing on the marriage point. And I was like, why? Like I've made it, the point is done. I'm not gonna keep riding on the wave of the marriage podcast and keep talking about it. I know that that will get me the most views because it relates to so many people, but there's so many more important things I wanna talk about. And so I think it's really important to always strive to achieve to achieve value instead of always striving to go viral. You know what I wanna highlight for people listening is that your sort of, I guess if you wanna talk about numbers, your, your numbers have increased quite dramatically in a very Massively. short space of time. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying this to kind of like be like, oh, wow, like well done, I'm doing this. I'm, I want to I wanna highlight it to really showcase, I guess, how has your life changed given, because now you're on like 65,000 and like I think a few months ago we were maybe like, what, 5,000? Yeah. It was, it was quite crazy how it's just increased so yeah, dramatically. Yeah. How has your life actually changed fundamentally from that increase in numbers and how have you changed more like mentally from, from that change in numbers? I haven't changed. That doesn't really get focused I haven't on. changed mentally at all. I literally don't care if I'm completely honest. I think for so long I validated myself on my followers and I always thought, oh my God, when I reach 50,000 followers, everything will come to me, okay? I really, really, really thought that the reason why I didn't have a sponsor was because I didn't have enough followers. And that is bullshit. That is completely untrue. I still don't have a follow- I still don't have a sponsor and I'm 65,000 followers. And I think the reason is because you still have to work hard when you have those followers. 
I'm not going to lie, it has opened up opportunities for me to work with brands where I can be their ambassador and I can get more paid ads and I can charge more. So it definitely has helped with that. But has it completely transformed my life? No. When I reach a million followers, will it completely transform my life? No. It's still not, you know, this amazing thing that everybody thinks because it doesn't provide you with the happiness you think it will. What provides you with the happiness is instead of me getting one or two messages about my podcast, I now get 50 to like 75 messages every day being like, you've helped me so much. You've made my day easier. I don't struggle. I, I don't struggle so much from that anxiety when I'm talking to you. I feel completely happy when I listen to you that makes me feel happy when people say that to me right like that's such a compliment for someone to say like you're helping me so much throughout your day it's like amazing I think we focus so much on the followers are going to make us happy and they really 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 don't what will make you happy is the impact you're having what will make you happy is the people telling you you really really helped me with this and that's that level of happiness is kind of undescribable and it's unmeasurable There is nothing better for me to get a message. I got a message from someone the other day saying, you know, I listened to your podcast on divorce and for so long I've questioned myself as to whether I should, I should have done it. And listening to your podcast, I realized I made all the right decisions, you know, and someone also messaged me the other day saying, you know, I can't start my day without listening to you because you really make me feel so much calmer and I suffer so much with anxiety and depression and you're helping me. And that is an indescribable feeling because you feel in that moment, like, wow, I have to keep on going because I'm helping so many people. And that's immeasurable. I don't put the comments on my stories. No one needs to see that. But I I get that. And I think that's the real, real like value in doing this. And also like one thing I want to, I guess, stress as well is like, if you get more followers, you will obviously get opportunities that come to you. And you've mentioned a few of them with brands. However, like it's not, it's not like a prerequisite of these opportunities. That's another thing. Exactly. It's not like if you're getting, if you're like trying to grow followers to get opportunities, you don't have to do it in that way. For instance, like I've got sponsorship on this podcast and I'm like a fraction of the level of followers Yeah. just because I've been in the right place at the right time. Exactly. That's literally, it. it's just, it's a, it's a luck. But if you're like doing it more consistently, regardless of the followers, you will get those sort of level of like opportunities. The followers are just like, a bonus or even some brands like they might they might do it as a primary thing exactly. but i probably don't want to work with them anyway right so it's more like brands that are kind of on in line with what i'm trying to do exactly. and i think you would probably feel the same way so for people who are trying to grow their following in that way i just feel like you can get fulfillment from elsewhere Definitely. it's not yeah it's not the, the one it's not and i think you know you, you said you were lucky i don't think you probably were luck is when opportunity meets hard work and so you've probably worked really yeah. hard with your podcast you had an opportunity and then those combined have given you the sponsor which is amazing the other thing i want to say on that is you cannot take every opportunity that comes your way so when you're growing your following and you are getting paid ads, be very careful about the ads you want to take. Be very careful about the sponsors you want to take. There have been companies who have reached out and said, I want to sponsor you, but they are not aligned with me. And I cannot promote a brand that I'm not aligned with. And I'm very conscious about that. There's also companies that reached out to me. I've spoke about this as well. I got asked to do an ad for someone. And I said, yeah, sure. And it was a, I don't know how to say what it is without kind of giving the brand away, but it was a brand that's going to help your skin, your hair and your nails. And I said, sure, I'll do it. So I did the reel and they were paying me quite a lot, large amount of money. And I just quit my job at this point as well. So I was like, okay, good. This, 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 this means something. And, uh, they turned around and said, okay, but you need to say it's helped your, it's grown your hair, it's grown your nails and it's helped your skin. And I said, I've only taken it for a week. I can't say that. I need to say it after three months. And even then you can't specifically say one product has helped those things. Cause there's loads of things that I change every month as well. 
And they said, well, you need to do it. And I said, well, I'm not doing the ad. I said, I said, no worries. Thank you for the opportunity, but I'm not doing it. I'm not going to lie just to get money on Instagram. And I think so many people do this and it's so frustrating. And you can see it's a short term thing. That's why you can see right through it. And that's what like, yeah, I was going to say, it's normally like the first ever sort of sponsorship or ad that you get. And you're like, oh shit, I've worked so hard to get to this (laughs) point. Let me just like, I'll do it. Yeah. But it's like, think of the long term. like think about why you actually started it. Um, and it's easy to so get yeah, wrapped up I think up you made that. the right choice. Yeah, it's easy to get wrapped sure. up in that and the numbers. And, you know, I would say to any creator who's kind of starting out on their journey, just be really specific about who you want to work with and why you want to work with them. Because if you're just going to work with brands just to get free stuff, no one is going to buy any of that stuff. You are no longer influencing them because they just see every day you're trying to promote a new brand and a new product. It's really important to stick to a couple and to make sure they're aligned with you as well. We talked about so many different things and Shivani obviously had a full-time job and started her side hustle. And I wanted to ask her, does she think people have a purpose? Purpose is one of these things that's a bit obscure and I think Shivani really sums it up, especially because she left her full-time job for something very different. And so I wanted to ask her that question. 100%, every single person has a purpose. Every single person has something that they can offer to the world. And I, I really, really believe that, whether that is you know, um, whatever it is, actually, I can't even think of an example because I'm just thinking of like podcasters and people, but I think every single person has something to offer. And sometimes you don't know what that thing is yet. And that's okay. But I really, really urge people to read the book called Ikigai. And in Ikigai, it breaks it down into four different things. And it's what are you good at? What does the world need? What can you make money from? And what do you enjoy? I think those are the four things. Um, But they basically break it down into these four categories. And I think it's so powerful because the thing in the middle is your purpose. It's your why. And I think for so many people, we think your purpose has to be something really deep and meaningful. For some people, it could be not meaningful. It could be something really small. It could be like, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's very individual, but I really believe every single person has a purpose. And I think every single person has strengths that they're unaware of how they're unaware how strong they are in that field right? Like you could be quite funny and you would have no idea that you're so funny. And then you could be like the world's best comedian. Do you know what I mean? Or you could be the most kindest human being in the whole world. And you would never know that you'd be, you know, help running a charity or something. There is a strength that we all have and we need to hone in on that. And you need to really reflect. And I guess in my performance planner, this is a product that I made during lockdown. Every single day you write down, what did I do well? Or what did I enjoy? And when you write down what you did well or what you enjoy, you're understanding what your strengths are, you're understanding what you love and you're understanding an area in which you could grow. I think this is very a big a big thing for young people as well, because a lot of them like they feel like they should have their life figured out at a very young age. And like I was gonna ask you the question of how do you find your purpose? Mm-hmm. Because I know that's like a lot of young people feel very unfulfilled and also put a lot of pressure on themselves because they feel like they should get it figured out very early on. Definitely. Um so it's like yeah. And and also that because of the age that we live in, there's such an abundance of opportunity. They feel like they feel FOMO from not yes. doing everything. Yes. So it's like, how do you find your purpose? Well, I guess I just said using Ikigai, right? You've used all those four different metrics and you find the thing in the middle. And what you've just said around like the abundance of opportunities. I constantly see people also saying like, guys, I'm 25 and I bought five houses and I'm going to show you how I can do it. And it's very overwhelming if you haven't got a house to look at that and be like, oh my God, like I haven't got anything. And now I feel awful about myself. Just let me say one thing. Not everyone has to do everything at every point in every every moment in life. 
You do not have to live to a timeline. You may buy 16 houses at the age of 70, or someone may buy one house at the age of 25. You don't know. You have to do, you have to figure out what path and what life you want to live. And then you need to follow that with steps and goals and actions and, you know, systems in place are going to help you achieve that. I think we so focus on other people's goals and other people's milestones and we ignore our own. And what happens there is you're constantly left in this, like, like, what is it called? Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, tandem? It's like no man's land. Yeah, you're no not man's really, land. Not, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think it's really because I, I guarantee you they're they're comparing like themselves to someone else's purpose, and that that other person might not even be their purpose. They're just doing it to show off. You exactly. know what I mean? But even if it is their purpose, like you're comparing yourselves to their sort of like what they're doing in life. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you were like dedicate all your time, all your resources into getting to that point, you may not be actually happy because that's not your actual exactly. purpose. Exactly. Like, that really that's like mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know. I, I feel like the best way, as you just said, I, I don't know, for me, I feel like trying out different things is a really good thing, like Definitely. from a young age. But obviously, you have to like pay bills and things like that. And the way that you've done that is like you, you did a side hustle while you were working and right. then you like doubled down on, on doing that. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, because so many young people now are like, I need to have a side hustle. I need to have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Why do you think side hustles are so like glamorized? I actually don't think they're glamorized. And I'll tell you the reason why. I think people really? okay. I think people want to have a side hustle because they're unfulfilled in their jobs. I would say most people are unhappy in their role or they're not getting what they need out from their role. It's a way to make money. And then they look as, how can I be happy? What else can I do? And I think when you say side hustles are glamorized, what do you mean? I think people that don't have a side hustle is like, oh, why don't you have one? Or like nine to fives are kind of like looked down upon, but that person might be fulfilled in that nine to yeah. five role. But like other people are like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. I, don't, I, I feel like you have to have a lot of things going on for you to be perceived as like a very successful person. I get that. I actually agree with you on that. When people say, oh, I just work. And people are like, oh, okay, cool. And I think, you know, you have to remember, you can't have every single person in the world who wants to have a nine to five and be an entrepreneur and have a side hustle and have all these different things it's important to understand that not everybody wants to do a million things. And I think I had that realization as well when you meet people and they're just so content. They're so content with their nine to five and they're so happy. And you're like, that is amazing. And I think that's what we should look for in a person is are they content? Are they happy? Instead of being like, how many millions of things that they're doing? Because I'm also someone that loves to do a million things at once. And I wouldn't ever be happy doing just one thing. Even if you said to me, just do the podcast and do it from nine to five, I wouldn't be happy. I, but everyone is different. And some people love to work a nine to five and some people love to work a nine to two. And that's totally fine. And I think some people don't want to work at all. And that's also totally fine. But I would say for me, it's important to encourage the younger generation to find something that they're going to be fulfilled in. Because if we encourage young younger generation to just go for something like just stick to one job then they're going to think that's their only option I think it's important to understand like you can get an if you don't know what you want to do yet get a nine to five get that kind of security and then figure out the other things you want to do try different things you know I tried loads of different things I tried modeling I liked it a little bit but I was like actually it's not for me you know I think it's important to keep trying things when you're younger to figure out what you like and what you don't like and then that way you can figure out okay well when is the right time for me to fully commit to this side hustle whatever I have like for me it took me a long long time and still it's still scary for me to go 100% into the podcast but 
the thing is with the podcast, and I think people don't know this, it opens up so many opportunities for you. I'm still not getting money from the podcast and I'm still able to quit my job. And that's because it's opened up a lot of other avenues for me. And I think that's also really important to remember is when you do something with, with value and purpose, it will open up way more than you think it originally will. If I started this podcast to make money, then I would not be here today because my focus would just be on getting a sponsor just to, just to get like the monetary value out of it. And I wouldn't be kind of having deeper conversations. I'd be having conversations that are going to provide me with more views. So when like, I think the biggest challenge for me when it comes to like managing these different things though, is like not being able to fully switch off and not mm. being able to like be present in, in the moment because it's like, oh yeah, I finished five. Now I have to work on my side hustle. Yeah. Or if I like, it's never a point where you can like fully switch off. So how do you work on yourself being like fully present in the moment? I feel you've asked me this at a time where I'm not uh, fully present in the moment. And I feel recently I've been very, how do I just, how do I say it? I've neglected my health a lot. I've neglected my mental health and my physical health. And it's kind of got to the point now where I'm having to go for checks and scans and stuff because I'm not feeling well internally. And I think the problem is when you have a nine to five and you have a side hustle. And for me in the last three, four months, I felt like I was working on overdrive because I was like, I am so sick of my job now. I have to focus on the podcast so much more, but it's not just about maintaining. It's about growing. It's about making it better. It's about adding more. So before it was like, okay, I'm going to release one video a week. I'm going to do this. Now I was like, how can I make it better? How can I do it? So I make sure I leave the job. And I think for, for me, I always do find it hard to switch off. But I would say it's really, really important to keep two or three things that you love for yourself. So what I've actually neglected in the past few months, and I'll be totally transparent about, I'm now starting to incorporate back into my life, which is, you know, go out for a walk or do some sort of movement like three times a week. And I say three times a week because I used to do it seven times a week. And now that I haven't done it for the last three months, I'm not going to ask myself to do it five or seven times a week. I'm just saying this month, my goal is to work out three or three times a week. It's to take my vitamins. It's to get into bed and be in bed for seven hours, even if it means I don't sleep for seven hours, but to be inside my bed for seven hours, because I relax and, and um, you know, switch off. It's to also, you know, take certain supplements that are going to help me. It's to drink water, which I don't really drink a lot. And it's to eat healthy. And I think because I'm out and about all the time, I'm always grabbing food here and there. And actually, it's really impacted my health. So I think anyone who's struggling to switch off, I would say start with really, really small steps even if it means an hour every evening or half an hour every evening where you just watch TV, do it. Like it will help you. And, you know, reflection and taking time to relax is so, so, so important. And it's something that I definitely missed. But now I'm like, I'm not going to get to the point again where I'm so burnt out and I'm so, so, so exhausted and my health is so bad that I can't get out of bed. Like there's no point me doing that because I'm just going to crash and burn. But I will say also on the contrary to that, there are times you have to work incredibly hard and you just have to get on with it. But I think having habits in place will keep you grounded and keep you in check. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And just being able to sort of take time off or like take a break without feeling guilty. That's probably the biggest like challenge for myself Definitely. at least. It's like, you're not, you're not, not being productive by taking a break. You're being yes. productive. You're, you're giving your mind a break. I think yes. that's like a really great piece of advice that I've been 100%. given. That I, I love. I was just going to say, when you say giving your mind a break, I think people forget that when you have a nine to five and you have a side hustle, it's not about the physical output. It's the mental output of switching off from your work to then going into creative mode or then going into something else. And your mind does need that rest. And often it can feel very clogged up. So really, really important to take a break. Just take even, even if it means half an hour every day, just do it. 
I want to wrap up the podcast with a question that I know that you you probably like. And that is, obviously, our audience is very young people mm -hmm. doing some amazing things or thinking about like starting their own business or whatever. What's the biggest self-development or like mindset challenge that you've seen young people face today? And, and like, how can they battle that challenge? I think what we've just spoke about is burnout. I think a lot of people are feeling anxious. They're feeling burnt out. They're feeling, they're finding it hard to kind of push through. And like I said, I think with the influx of images and videos we see on social media about how everyone's achieving so much, it's very difficult to feel happy and content and to keep going. And the one piece of advice I would always give is if you stay true to you are and you're consistent and you push through, you will get there one day. It's just, I mean, I read it. I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a phenomenal book. You have to order it. But he basically talks about this analogy of an ice cube. And he says, when an ice cube is in a room and it's at 25 degrees and it goes up 26, 27, 28, 28 degrees ice cube is still there. It goes up 29 and suddenly you're like, oh my God, why is the ice cube melted? And you don't realize that just because the actions before were like going up one degree and that last one was one degree more as well. You don't realize that that was your groundbreaking moment, right? Your last action was no different from the actions previously. And the actions previously saw absolutely no change. But that last degree, that last push helped the ice to melt. And I see that, I say that to young people all the time is you will keep doing your actions and you'll think nothing is changing, nothing is improving, nothing is happening. And then one day you'll do the same thing that you did previously and everything will change. And it's the buildup of all those small habits. It is not that small, that, that one change. And I think a lot of people forget that. We expect to go viral. We expect to have one moment. We expect to, you know, everything to change overnight. There's no such thing as an overnight success. And it's all about having small changes and keeping persevering through that. I love that. That's an amazing note to end on, I think. So Shivani, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank it's been you. an absolute pleasure. How could people stay in touch with you and what you're doing? Sure, you can follow me on Instagram at shivani.pow. You can follow me on TikTok at shivani.pow and subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is also my full name. So yeah, it'd be amazing to connect with your audience and thank you so much for having me on. Fantastic, my absolute pleasure. So thank you so much again and I'm sure we'll speak very soon. Thank, thank you. you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Millennial Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed, please be sure to give it a five-star written review on our podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen. And follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. Share it with your friends, you know, if you're new. And yeah, that's it from me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you in the next one.